When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carter Del Getty will be the first of our guests this morning. Good morning to you, Carter. How are you, mate? G'day, mate. Yeah, doing pretty good, thank you. The sun's out. No, just uh, just haven't spoken to you for a while. Are you still playing any footy, or are you too busy for rugby these days now you're a big hotshot harness racing driver? Oh, I don't know about that, Mick, but um, this is actually the first year I've missed it. Um, I just had a bad head knock um, one of the earlier games, so I've decided to give it a wee miss this year, and I'll be back next year. I'm the same. This is the first year, I reckon, apart from injury, since I was about seven, I haven't played, just for a whole bunch of different reasons. Do you find yourself getting a bit antsy about one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon? A hundred percent. I still like to go to most of the games on a Saturday, but I think sometimes it's probably better for me if I don't go, because um, the boots, I'm still polishing them. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. If I go watch the boys play, I just get filthy on life and I can't concentrate. I, I just get annoyed. But, mate, you're doing the right thing. Your head's more important. I've had a bit of concussion. And yet when you get the fog in the brain, it's no good for anybody, mate. So good on you for making the mature decision. And you're still a young fella. For me, the clock on the rugby career is tick, ticking a bit faster than yours is, mate. And let's talk about your harness racing career because uh, that's going super. Um, good night at the office on Thursday night. You know, you're driving good horses like a Hoka LeBron to win races, um, and he is a good horse. Has it got to the stage now where a win at Addington almost seems normal? Because your name's been around for a long time now, but you've only really been driving for two years. It's um, It seems to be not a big deal when Carter Dalgetty wins two or three races, which is quite remarkable in a short period of time. Yeah, well, it has um, a lot's happened in a short time for me, and yeah, Addington, uh it's a great place and it's my favourite track, so obviously I love driving winners there. But, yeah, I will say the, the winning feeling will never get old. Every single one's always a good buzz. It must be great driving for your mum and dad, for Cran and Chrissy, because you had the treble the other day. And a lot of work goes into horses, whether they're just maidens or two-year-olds. And, um, you know, there's, there's not many Krugs floating around. It must be great to see that work mum and dad do and the staff um, get that manifestation of getting to the winner's circle at Eddington. That's exactly right. It's probably one of the biggest things that gives me a thrill is seeing them walk in the barn at whatever age, if it's yearling or wheelings or even later on, and then building them up to a trial and then to a race and then to win a race. It's, it's one of those feelings. It's probably like a sense of achievement, you know, because you know all the hours and, and the work that's been in earlier, but um, most of the public just see the, the five minutes they're on the racetrack. Does it play the other way? Like when, you know, hundreds of hours have gone into prepping a horse and if you stuff the drive up, does it gut you for that reason? Or do you just have to move on from it because sometimes you have five other drives that night? I think definitely you do have to take notes of it and learn from it. But I find on the night, um, Dad tells me quite a lot. If you're having a rough one and you're going on to a next drive, you've just got to completely wipe it and you've got to take every drive as an individual and not let your other drives um, sort of flow onto each other. 
What about a Hoka LeBron? Because he looks a pretty good horse. He look he looks a ten win horse to me, but is he a horse who's going to get better? Because he looks naturally fast and naturally athletic. Does he have a bit of mental or physical strengthening to do? Yeah, he's got a power of breeding. We really liked him early on. And I think out of his 10 starts now, he's been in the money eight times. So he's very consistent. The other night was probably just when the penny dropped. Uh, we knew that he had it. He's probably been due to win a race. But the other night, um, I think he dashed up straight himself in 26 and really jogged it. So I think um, he's good enough to go in the better races later on. And he will follow a good speed. So and distance won't worry him either. So he's, he's got a lot going for him. Sweet Coco is obviously a pretty nice horse. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what sort of horses Sweet Coco's beating at the moment. Um, what do you make of the daughter of Sweet Lou? Yeah, she's a filly. Um, I'm actually going to really, really love this filly, to be honest. she Everything we've done with her, even at home and at the races, she's just done it all so easy. Um, she doesn't blow us away in stature. She's quite a fine little filly, but Everything she does, she just got better and better, and she can sort of um, put her field away in a couple of strides. So I actually do think she's got the makings to be a pretty nice filly. Uh, we're just going to give her a little break now because she's done a hell of a job this time and, and then target her nearly after Lee's heat. All right. Um, Spirit of Anarchy is a horse I, I haven't seen a lot of. Um, some of the down by the seaside's a pretty good-looking type of horses. What do we make of Spirit of Anarchy? Because it's got some big-name owners behind it. Yeah, he's he's a real typical um, down by the seaside, stunning to look at. And he he really impressed me the other night, just going back from nine, being a two-year-old fresh up. He probably had no right to win the race whatsoever, to be honest, but it was really to the horse's credit. His last 200 metres was, was probably something only a good horse would do. All right. Um, before we get on to today at Addington, what's Krug up to? Because... He had a roller coaster season last year, and and the, the obviously the high of the roller coaster was a Group One for you, uh, in the Invercargill Cup. What's the plans with Krug, and what stage is he at? Yeah, um, he had a really long break, so he went. I believe it was a bit over three months. Um, how time flies, but he's been back in the barn for two weeks now, and. Yeah, it's easy to say now, but he does look a million dollars. He's a big, strong boy now. So we're just going to um, be on a straight line curve, hopefully the New Zealand Cup, and go on a few of the lead-ups. And I hope we can pull it off this year because I think we've learned a lot about the horse in that last year, probably like everyone. But, um, yeah, I've still got a lot of loyalty to him. All right. Um, what did you learn driving in the Cup last year? I spoke to you after the race. You were, you were annoyed it didn't go the way you wanted. Do you think you need to drive in a New Zealand Cup or two before you really get your head round it because it's, it is the test match rugby of harness racing? Yeah, I would say definitely. Um, you can only, you know what sports are like, you can only prepare yourself so much, but when you get out there, it's just a whole another ballpark and thousands of people yelling at you and, and all the best drivers and the best horses. So it was probably something that, Unless you drive in another big race like that, I'll never get again. But, yeah, I, I think, well, I know that um, I definitely will be better for the experience, or hopefully anyway. <laughs> Mate, you're driving Wallflower in the second at Addington today. Addington kicks off uh, just before 1 o'clock. You're at one twenty-three. your first drive race two. Two-year-old filly taking on predominantly older horses. How good or how ready is Wallflower? 
Yeah, I've got a bit of time for this girl, actually. She's, her last trial was very good. Um, she beat, beat the one of Telfers and the one of Duns and that, and she'd done it actually really easy with a bit in reserve. So she's trained really good this week, and I think it'll take a pretty nice one to beat her. Okay, does she have the gate speed? Because punters who, who are going to back her, as you know, they love them when they can go forward. <laughs> yeah, well, with me on, uh, if she doesn't have gate speed, I'll try to get it out of her. <laughs> That's the attitude. Hey, race three, you're driving Aventine uh, for Trent Yesburg, and I think Trent trains pretty good, uh, but I don't know the horse at all, so what do you make of this? Because it's hard for the trotters fresh up. Yeah, it is. I drove to the trials probably three weeks ago, and it's quite a green trotter, but it has a lot of speed, and um, it is off the unruly, but touch what it does begin like a bullet. So, yeah, I'll give it a chance, but, yeah, as you said, we're... Uh, maiden trotters having their first start, they're always going to be better later on. Okay, you're on Glenthorne later on. Look, at, I know he's a seven-year-old, he's been around for a while, but there's worse horses in this grade than Glenthorne. And would he be a horse who today would be worth rolling forward on, or is there too much gate speed inside you? Yeah, he's an old war horse, this guy. He's great to drive, and you did right. He does go his best races when he does roll forward and, and put him on the speed, so... It's going to be my plan today, and hopefully it works out. All right. Um, what do you make of your book of drives today? Like, if people listening at home, because, like, obviously last night everybody watched the footy, the Warriors are on this afternoon, so we're counting on you to get us a winner so everybody can have a jar and enjoy themselves. So no pressure, but what should we do? <laughs> uh, a wallflower to win. Wallflower to win? Beautiful. What about the yeah, bar? Yeah. What's a horse to follow in, in the in the Dalgetty stable, the Triple C's, the Carter, Chrissy and Cran? What's a horse to follow for us in the Little Black Book? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I've got a maiden racing next week called Magician. It's just a two-year-old um, guy, and he's been doing everything with Spirit of Anarchy. So um, to see what he did the other night, I think this guy will be pretty hard to roll in a maiden field too. Hey, we're going to talk to Greg O'Connor um, a little bit later on about what happened at Albion Park last night. I'm sure you had better things to do than than watch the Sunshine Sprint. But you've actually spent a bit of time in Australia, and you've spent some time around Grimson. Jack Trainer's a guy you know well. You would have seen Leap to Fame. You would have seen Catch a Wave and Captain Treacherous. Um, sorry, uh, uh, the other good horse down there, Captain Ravishing. Um, who do you think's the best horse over there? Um, very good question, I think. Like lately in Australia, we've had a lot of different horses win all the big races, and it's been so competitive. But when I was in Sydney at the start of the year and saw Catch a Wave, geez, he's just a magnificent horse. And Leap to Fame obviously wasn't there. I've only seen him on TV, but um, his motor looks bottomless. So uh, to be completely honest, I know um, Leap to Fame's probably the king now, but catch a wave and that miracle mile he was he was brilliant so I couldn't split those two hey, later on today your good mate Dexter Dunn uh, is driving in the Meadowlands pace are you going to get across to America at some stage are you going to pack up your little swag and pop over there and try and get some dries or are you going to go across there and eat some hamburgers and have a good time do you have any American ambitions yeah 100% I'm definitely going to head over there looking like next year for a little bit it won't be permanently obviously but just lo- love to go have a look probably this time of year and um, when it's winter here and prime time over there so yeah if I go over for a month or so and would you take um, the driving bag knows. have you spoken to Dex and said Dex can you get me a couple of drives at some of the scrubber tracks oh surely he'd be able to give me one wouldn't he mate <laughs>
You'd, I'd like to think. You would. You would th- well, here's the thing. They don't get paid driving fees, so he doesn't give us stuff if you drive a couple of whistles. Yeah, that's right. I, um, I'm probably a couple of years late. I wouldn't have minded to drive on Bulldog Canada. Mm, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm not, look, I know, I know Dex loves you, but I don't think he loves you that much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey Carter, mate, you're doing super things and well done. A treble on Thursday night's really hard to achieve, and mate, we're looking forward to having a bit on Wallflower before we go to the Warriors this afternoon. And if you stuff it up, we're just going to talk about you behind your back. <laughs> no, I won't stuff this one up, mate. Good on you, brother. That's Carter Dalgetty joining us for the first time on Trots Talk today, courtesy of Harness Race in New Zealand. Those odds available on tab.co.nz. There's your first winner for the day.